High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, and Happy New Year, Wiccans, quarterbacks, hot chicks, oh, and an extra special shout-out to those practicing Santeria. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends back at our teenage years, through the lens of some, and I might be using this word loosely this week, iconic high school-centric films. I'm Ryan Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening, but first... Let's chat about your homework. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. Ah, back to school. Trust me, I get it. It never feels good to come back after a long layoff. You just want to be home, in your jammies, watching high school movies, having good time. But, you know, we're back. School's in session, and we're going to have fun, I promise. By the way, how was your holiday? Fine, I trust. Oh, how was mine, you ask? Well, if you're asking, you clearly have a lot of homework to catch up on. I spent a wonderful holiday at a cabin upstate. Oh, it was lovely, and guess what? You can spend the holidays with me anytime you want, as High School Slumber Party's Christmas Party, Parts 1 and 2, are available any time of year, anytime you're missing the holidays, at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me, or wherever you get your podcast. We sang, we laughed, we talked about a film called Anna and the Apocalypse with Cage Club co-founders Joey Lewandowski and Mike Manzi. It was a great time, trust me. But your assignment for this week is tied into the theme of 2019, the theme of the new year. <clears throat> this year's theme is New Year, New You. I've been seeing that a lot on social media, so I decided to say it. Well, first off, off the bat, John Cusack is still blocking us. So it's the same old hymn for 2019, I guess. Damn that bell. That's a sound I didn't miss over the break. But hang tight, okay? The bell doesn't dismiss you, remember? I dismiss you. Now, what the hell was I saying? Oh, yeah. New year, new you. But what happens when the old you was Rob Schneider, and the new you just happens to be the most popular girl in high school? You get our film for this week, The Hot Chick. Yup, we're talking about The Hot Chick. Our guest today is first-timer Alexa Barikian. We had such an awesome time talking about what a silly movie this is, so I don't want to delay you any further. You're back. I'm sure you just want to dive right in, so without any further ado... Pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's, because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with no secrets. 
The song is That's What Girls Do. Class dismissed. might be in the band No Secrets and guys out there if you don't know who No Secrets is you know who No Secrets is google it is the song called That's What Girls Do yep or Girls Do okay That's What Girls Do and that song stays. it's like their only song uh, yeah <laughs> Ever. And there's, I don't know, a 50 to 75% chance that we have a client who might have been in that band. She's the same name. Kind of looks similar. Kind of looks similar. Definitely time has passed, but you know, I don't know. It's possible. What would the people in No Secrets be doing now anyway? Probably living normal lives, right? I'm probably. And I think that's just how we got on the topic of this film, because I hadn't heard that song in years. I played it in the office, and I was like, what movie is that from? The hot chick. Duh, everybody knows that. <laughs> we just started talking about the hot chick. It's kind of office chatter that you're a, a big Rob Schneider fan. I don't know about that, but <laughs> you certainly are a fan of the hot chick because you showed me a ticket stub once, and it was for the hot chick, so I was super excited about that. You'll have to send me that picture so I can post it on our Twitter. I do have it, actually, still <laughs> on my phone, because yeah, I, I thought to myself I should bring it in before I come here, but I obviously forgot. Resend it, it to me. It was definitely from 2002, Douglaston Movie World. <laughs> the ticket costs like $8.25. That's how you know it's old. I'm pretty sure it was like 10 when that came out, 10 or 11. I was going to say, I hadn't seen this movie since it came out. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. On this show, High School Slumber Party, we introduce ourselves the same way every time. And what we say is our name, what high school you went to, graduating class, and what your high school team name was. So, Alexa. Oh, that's me. Yes. Um, I hope so. Well, I'm Alexa. I went to St. Francis Preparatory High School in Fresh Meadows, class of 2010. We were the Terriers. God loves a terrier. I like dog names for schools. My college team was also dogs. We were the bloodhounds. Oh, that's cool. John Jay, right? We had like a Sherlock hat on it. I didn't know what that was for a long time. (laughs) I thought it was a beehive. (laughs) So thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. This is your first time on the podcast. So I do have some questions. Some questions I ask all my first time guests. First, I feel bad that I have such like a boring answer for that, just because I didn't do anything in high school. (laughs) I was a bit of an asshole in junior high, so I like purposely went to Catholic (laughs) school, so there would be like more rules. 
So I would wear like a hoodie that wasn't uniform and I'd get yelled at for it. And I was like, oh shit, I actually have to behave myself. So you liked the structure. Yeah, I felt like I needed it. And I kind of just like kept to myself. Interesting. <laughs> Floated with my quiet friends, didn't really do much. Because the school was very clicky. When the someone's like, oh, who, who, what were you part of? I'm like, I nobody. <laughs> <laughs> like the people that don't really like express themselves that much. Well, what are your favorite high school movies then? Aside from the hot chick? Because <laughs> you know I'm an avid hot chick fan. Um... There's just a lot. I love Never Been Kissed. Never Been Kissed. That's a good one. That's an excellent movie. (laughs) I haven't seen that one in a while. Oh, it's so good. Love me some Drew Barrymore. Some Michael Vartan. (laughs) Who's the guy? David Arquette. David Arquette. David Arquette. (laughs) (laughs) They like just got elbows in it too. (laughs) It's like really random. You're a Mean Girls fan, right? One thousand percent. There's a lot of movies I'll say like is a masterpiece when it like really isn't like the hot chick but well like mean girls is actually like a fantastic movie oh my god i'm very big on the high school films i do like john tucker must die oh that's another one we're gonna cover i haven't seen that in ages there's that one uh bring it on a classic of course yeah. so corny if you watch it now <laughs> i watched it recently actually because it was on netflix and i was like this is the cheesiest acting i've ever seen in my life but it's still it's so good Again, soundtracks are excellent. I can't wait to do that. And you'll notice in this film and in a lot of films of that era, because Bring It On is like in the same era as The Hot Chick. Mm -hmm. When they play the soundtrack, they like pump up the volume for like a good 10 seconds. Yeah. It's just like, throw it in. It's like in case you weren't paying attention, like this is happening. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. So you were a fan of The Hot Chick soundtrack then? Yes. (laughs) And watching it again after so many years, I didn't realize how many great songs are in it definitely a sign of the times this movie it was uh, like really random songs that i wouldn't expect to hear in it there were same with like, like the actors i like don't remember seeing some people what in it a cast and we're definitely definitely going to talk about that but for those who are not too familiar with the hot chick now i kind of understand you have to be that's why i'm surprised you like the hot chick because like i'm a little older than you and I feel like that's the wheelhouse. Like, I was in high school when The Hot Chick came out, and I saw this. 2002 was a big year for me watching movies. I probably saw, like, around 80 films in the theater that year. Some really, really bad ones. And But every high school film that came out while I was in high school, I pretty much went to the theater and saw. So this was definitely one of them. I remember going with my friends, and some of them liking it, some of them loving it. One of my friends was like, Oh, that movie was stupid, but Adam Sandler is hilarious, you know. It was <laughs> I, I, can't, it. I can't even take that sentence seriously. <laughs> I it's like, it's like saying Rob Schneider's hysterical. It's like, no, he's not. Hey. He's... They have some funny movies, but like, do they, like, they, they're the type of people who like kind of play the same character all the time. Pretty much. Rob Schneider's just like a poor man's Adam Sandler. I think this is even produced by Adam, Adam Sandler because I saw the Happy Madison. Yeah, it, it's a Happy Madison it. film. But <laughs> also, speaking of, I saw when I was watching director Tom Brady, I got really upset because all I thought was, why is the quarterback of the Patriots yeah. <laughs> directing one of my favorite films? I saw that. I'm like, what? that's so unfortunate. I Googled it because I had to make sure. <laughs> I was like, this cannot be him. This cannot be Tom Brady. <laughs> We'll talk about it wasn't. Tom Brady a little bit, but he, <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, wow, what an unfortunate thing. He was like, I'm the most famous Tom Brady. And then he was overtaken by probably the, not, I mean, I don't know. The Tom douchiest Brady fan, Tom Brady. Yes. He is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So every week. I, I guess. I'll give him that. 
I guess. I read the back of the DVD or the back of the VHS to give people like the summary of what this film is about if they haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen it, you're not doing your homework. Watch The Hot Chick. It's on a... What network? Showtime? It's on Showtime and Hulu. And Hulu. No excuses, guys. No No excuses. excuses. No secrets. No secrets. (laughs) The hilarious Rob Schneider has been a gigolo. He's been an animal. And now... uh, and now he's cursed... No, I'm going to start this over because I was just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the hilarious Rob Schneider has been a gigolo, he's been an animal, and now a curse will make him something he's never been before. A woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Spencer is the hottest, most popular girl in high school, but she gets a big dose of reality when she wakes up in a body of a 30-something-year-old low-life male and quickly discovers that trading on your looks isn't so easy when you're a girl who's... Uh, constantly needs to shave. <laughs> how in the world can Jessica convince her friends that it is really her? And how can she change herself back into a teenage girl? The Hot Chick is a wild and wacky, gender-bending comedy everyone can enjoy, no matter what sex you are. <laughs> now, this film is a bit controversial. Before we put the microphones on, you mentioned that this probably couldn't get made today. No, it can't. But that summary <laughs> made it even feel more icky than it was. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of like old trailers are like that. It's very like vague announcer guy-ish. Like I recently watched the trailer for uh, my cousin Vinny. Oh, wow. Because my sister's boyfriend's never heard of it. And what? I was like, he's from Syria. Okay. So, <laughs> so we so were watching it. One thing you could have said where I've been like, all right. And we were like, <laughs> we were like, oh, like we got to show you. It's so funny. Like we'll play the trailer for you. And then we watched the trailer and we're like, this is so terrible. <laughs> like just watch the movie. Yeah. They've gotten much better at trailers. Even the, I don't think they do like even the trailer voice. Anymore. No. You know, they just kind of just show clips now. and It's like they got one guy to do all of them <laughs> and he might've died. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. No, this, uh... This makes it f- feel very weird. Not gonna lie, this movie has a lot of early 2000s subtle and not-so-subtle racism. <laughs> Certainly some sexism, some homophobia, some transphobia. But at the time, it kind of just was like a sign of the times. This is how people were joking around. I'm not defending it, and we're gonna go into some of these like cringeworthy things. You can still laugh at this film. I would say just don't laugh at those specific parts, if that makes sense. See, but you're saying that now, if like but back in the day, no one would have been like, don't laugh at that. Oh, of course. I but it's also like, funny that you brought up the transphobia part, because I want to know which part you're talking about. Well, I read it from here, the gender bending thing. Oh, no. Was- no, 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 because I'm thinking in terms of how people would criticize this movie mm-hmm. today, because mm-hmm. um, now I realize you are probably just talking about guys and girls switching bodies. Yeah. There, so there is that, because I guess that's what they mean by gender bending. But also, the, the brother consistently yeah. dresses oh, in in women's clothes and wears makeup, and no one bats an eye at it. That's true. And I think it's, it has, like, zero to do with the plot. They're, the parents are just like, oh, whatever, like, you gotta learn to walk in those heels if you want to wear them, buddy. Yeah, that's true. It's I mean, like, no know. one cares. It has nothing to do with the movie, but, like, I feel like putting that in something now, people would just be like, especially it's a PG-13 movie, so parents will be like, I don't want my kids saying this. Just like they didn't want two guys dancing in the new Beauty and the Beast. It's like <laughs> it's like that category of <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. Criticism. <laughs> I think that It's like borderline ridiculous. The boy is like putting on makeup and dressing up. He's like wearing like, a bra, wearing lipstick. Yeah, I don't think he's doing that 
to be a progressive character, obviously. No, like not. It has nothing to do We're with who he to is. Laugh at him. Yeah. This is this film is transphobic, but I don't think it's intentionally transphobic. I don't think the writers and the producers at the time were thinking like, or even Rob Schneider, like probably not. What is it like to embody? You know, to be in this a body that doesn't belong to you. You know. Yeah. He thought it from a very literal sense. You know, not not in terms of like a trans sense. And he went for the cheap laughs. <laughs> and it's like, oh, isn't it hilarious that there's a man in a woman's body and a woman in a man's body? <laughs> like, yeah, wasn't it one of the uh, the reviews for the movie? The Oh my god, what's his name? Roger? Oh, Roger Ebert. Yeah, he had like trashed this movie because yeah. it was like not serious enough for him, I guess. It was like, you know, like the first thing they like the friends are concerned about is like, can they see his penis? I'm just like, what are they going to ask him? It's a fucking Rob Schneider movie. Yeah, and they're teenagers, you know. Exactly. They're teenagers from 2002. Getting your female friends to, like, believe that you randomly transformed into a male at all is astonishing. So <laughs> I think we're past the point of, like, being realistic and logical in this movie. He, he did say something. It was him or somebody else who said, like, the best things about this movie is that it's in color and it's in focus most of the time. Which is like just really? being sarcastic. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. But I'm not going to lie. Give me a break. <laughs> and, and I know you probably agree with this. I watched this, and there were definitely scenes that I was really, really laughing at. So yeah. It couldn't be made today, but I wasn't extremely offended where I was like, no. yuck, and turned off. Like, I saw it in the prism for what it was. By no means is it a classic. You mentioned the critics. 22% by the critics, which is not great. 59% by the audience, so it's like... They're lying. <laughs> but on Amazon reviews, which are more current, it's like a 90%. Thank you. That makes more sense, <laughs> in my opinion. Because, like like I said, like when I rewatched Bring It On, I was like, wow, this is really fucking cheesy. But, like, it's still a good movie. It's still like, oh, hi. It's like an old high school movie from, like, whatever year that came out in. And that was just, like, the movies that were being made. But, like, I watched this again. I was like, maybe I won't think it's as funny. And I was like, no, no, I'm still <laughs> laughing. <laughs> even the even the offensive parts, it's like, you got to think of it in the time when it was made. And, like, no one really, I, I know that sounds bad. We're like, oh, no one really cared about being offensive. But, like, nobody nobody really cared about no, being offensive. Were, they were certainly not thinking. No. But, like, no one dwelled on it, I guess. Like, the character Ling Ling and her mom. Yeah. Like, with the accent <laughs> and, like, her trying to, like, like bond with her daughter. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> funny because while this movie, like, it crosses a couple lines, it tries to find heart at the end of every single story, almost. It does. You know, she, at the end, ends up accepting that she's, like, uh, she's biracial and... Yes, she's half Korean and one quarter Jewish. Yes, which we learn at the end. Mazel tov, baby! <laughs> and it's like, a lot of people go through that struggle, and she is a character going through that struggle here. It's somewhat of a diverse cast. Yeah, Tia and Tamara Mori are in it. Weird kind of cameos in this I know. <laughs> yeah, let's just do it. Let's just talk about the cast here. First, obviously, Rob Schneider. And this is in, like, as mentioned in the um, summary, this is in, like, his pantheon of quote-unquote like typical rob schneider films south park even parodied it what do they say rob schneider was an animal then he was a woman and now rob schneider is a stapler and he's about to find out that being a stapler is harder than it looks rob schneider is the stapler rated pg-13 weak 
Rob Schneider is a carrot. Yeah, that's <laughs> Rob Schneider is a Wall Street executive with everything going for him. Only problem is, he's about to become a carrot. I'm a carrot. It's 24 carrot comedy. A carrot. Rated PG-13. Oh, for the love of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you could literally put any object at the end of that sentence, and it would probably still make sense. Yeah, because he was a gigolo. He was every animal. I've been, like, told recently to watch Deuce Bigelow, and I still can't tell if they were being serious or not. Because <laughs> it's a Rob Schneider movie. They're yeah. like, you have to watch this. I'm like, do I? <laughs> I haven't seen Deuce Bigelow in a long time. I've never seen it. I know the second one was very bad European gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there were two movies. Yeah, there's two. I thought it was just Deuce no, Bigelow, there's, European Gigolo. There's Male Gigolo and European Gigolo. Oh, brother. Okay. Male Gigolo is better. I distinctly remember that. And Rob Schneider plays Clive originally. Mm -hmm. And then he switches minds or bodies with Jessica. Becomes Spence. Becomes uh, Spence <laughs> slash Tequito, the gardener. <laughs> Another semi, a <laughs> little bit racist Thing, with the, with the oh, accent too. The accent is the racist. <laughs> <part>. Was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, dynamite cast here. A lot of these people were before they hit their like stride, or people knew them. Well, at least Rachel McAdams, who plays Jessica. Yes. This is pre Mean Girls. Pre Mean Girls. You got Anna Ferris in it too. Anna Ferris before you know she really really blew up. She might have done scary. Scary movie, movie I think was basically it. Matthew Lawrence. The Lawrence brothers. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you gotta love them. Lawrence brothers. He was on Boy Meets World. They had a show together. All three Lawrence brothers. They, they had, had the movies. A couple Disney Channel original movies. Let's see if I can remember that. One was Jumping Ship. Horse sense. Horse sense. Yes. <laughs> I think Jumping Ship was better. <laughs> I vaguely remember it was better. <laughs> Are they sequels to each other? Because how do they end up on a pirate ship? I don't think they were on a pirate ship. I thought that's what it was about. I don't know. No, I, there's definitely a ship. <laughs> I gotta, like, look that up, <laughs> because now I'm concerned. If they are sequels, that's very, like, perplexing. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna bother me tonight. Okay. All right. Uh... <laughs> you got Jan from The Office. Yeah, Melora Hardin's in this. She doesn't have that many lines, though. She's no, but it's, like, the little nuggets of dialogue that they do have. It's it's so great. Because, <laughs> like, obviously at the time, I'm not like, oh, it's Jan no. from The Office, because I'm pretty sure The Office wasn't no, a thing then. So now I'm watching it again, and I'm like, oh my god, I had no idea that was Jan. Yeah, that I had no idea either. And I'm, like, picturing her as Jan from The Office, I'm, like, half That's expecting hard, yeah. her to start, like, singing <laughs> or something. Yeah, completely different personality. Yeah. Michael O'Keefe plays the father. I didn't really recognize him, but he has a big role. Oh, uh, let's see. So Lulu is the one friend with, like, she kind of has, like, pigtail things. The the redhead, I think? Yeah. Yes. She plays Alexander Holden. I didn't really recognize her from anywhere. Uh, the one you mentioned, Keisha Lingling Jackson. Yes. <laughs> by someone, Maritza Murray. She doesn't even have, like, a clickable page, so. Sam Domit plays Eden, the Wiccan. The Wiccan. <laughs> Megan Coleman plays Hildenburg. Hildenburg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, An underrated character. Yeah, and she actually plays the flute, and that's why part of the reason she was cast. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> um, you have Eric Christian Olsen as Jake, and he was like the dick yeah. boyfriend. He, he plays that character a lot. Yeah, he's in Not Another Teen Movie. Yes, another classic <laughs> high school movie. Like, I do love all the ones that the, that movie parodies, but, like, not another teen movie is hysterical in terms of, like, parody films. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to cover it, but I wanted to do more of the films on the podcast and then do not another teen movie. Fair. Now he stars or starred in 
a show that I don't watch, but I know it exists, NCIS Los Angeles. I was like a happy... Seems very out of character for him. working, yeah. I'm happy he's working. (laughs) You mentioned Tia and Tamara are in this. Sister, sister. Sister, sister has come up on a lot of this podcast, and I'm not sure why. Really? Yeah. What other, like... Well, um... What else are they in besides besides their show? Not because they starred in things, but just because in high school, I used to say, sister, sister, a lot. That's amazing. <laughs> it was a it was a great show. Very random. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of I guess cameos. There's that Bianca character. She's played by Mary Elena Loss. It's not a cameo, but there's Monique. Yes. Played by Ashley Simpson. Yes. Which I didn't realize it was Ashley Simpson till this time. I always forget she's in it because she's such a forgettable person. <laughs> but it's not like she's Jessica. But whatever. Um, no, I saw her and she plays like the ditziest, useless bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's another thing. By the way, let's go back to things that are offensive. It's just like, are you eating less or just barfing more? And Ashley Simpson's character is just like barfing more. I'm like, oh, wow. That's not that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really uncool I to call that. someone out on like an eating disorder. I about that as well. Wow. Like, like, that's another thing where you're like, huh. Like, Jessica Spencer's a bitch. <laughs> no wonder people didn't like her. She's like, yeah, I'm barfing more. What of it? <laughs> Like, oh, Jeez. shit. No, that that got right. dark. You're right. That was, uh, and it pauses, too. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Uh, good good call. I forgot about that. <laughs> and you have, um, apparently, Michelle Branch is in this as the club DJ. Not Vanessa Carlton. No, I, no they are the same person, though. <laughs> that's, an, that's another story. I need to like have a podcast on that conspiracy theory, because I'm still not convinced they're two different people. There's pictures of them together. They are very similar. They Photoshop are, exists. Similar careers, very true. <laughs> and then um, the last person. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, who's uncredited, but he's... He would be uncredited in a movie that guy. he produced. <laughs> and then you mentioned Tom Brady, the director. This is his directorial debut, if you will. He also directed The Comebacks. And Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. So he went downhill from yeah. this movie, is what you're <laughs> saying? He hasn't directed Bucky since. Larson, is that uh, Nick Swartzen? Yeah. Oh, He's God. A porn star. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. That would he? Yeah, no. That some people just like go downhill from their first, <laughs> from their first masterpiece. <laughs> All right, let's let's just dive into scenes and anything that you remember or want to talk about. Feel free. There's no like real. We try to go in order, but it doesn't really matter. Whatever comes to your brain, let's do. But we have to talk about the first scene is this, I'll even call it unnecessary, like, prelude that's so epic. Yeah. <laughs> the whole princess scene. Yeah. It's like, it's so drawn ancient out. Ancient Abyssinia. Yeah. And, like, it just shows a princess, like, switching her earring with she doesn't want, slave she, she wants to escape the bad marriage and then like she doesn't realize that she has to switch back and then i'm like in hindsight like wh- scene probably costs a lot what? of money what <laughs> probably that's probably the most expensive yeah. scene in the entire film but when you think about it in terms of like w- like her intentions i want to escape a bad marriage but i'm stuck as a slave girl forever so you were going to go back to the bad marriage (laughs) were you trying to avoid the wedding it seems like she just wanted to avoid a bad wedding so you wanted to avoid a party is what you're saying so you (laughs) sound you sound kind of lame maybe she wanted to attend a wedding as a guest i've heard brides say that like they don't have fun at their own wedding and it's more fun to be a guest maybe that's what she wanted to do but so out of all the people to switch with (laughs) i'm gonna pick a slave it doesn't make a lot of sense and that's why like you said why do this scene if it doesn't make a lot of sense and the movie would not be any different if they skipped this scene no because that 
lady at the She explains it while explained it. while Adam Sandler does the drums. Sorry, didn't even know you could hear that. Those belong to Princess Nawa. There is a myth of her using the earrings to escape a bad marriage. But she didn't know that she had to bring the earrings back together. And she lived out her life as a slave girl. Now it appears that this myth is anything but... Would you stop with the damn drumming? Oh, I'm sorry. I just was really getting into your story. Makes no sense. <laughs> I love that they added that. It's also unnecessary, but so good. No, it just adds that, to it. That was a good gag. <laughs> we see like this modern click of like Rachel McAdams and her friends, and they're like they're kind of like the plastics of this film. Basically. They're jerks to everybody else. They set up that cheerleading scene where they like kind of embarrass that Hildenberg, Hildenberg girl. I know. So the like arch nemesis team's uniform. Yeah. Uh, and they like throw shit at her. I'm like, that's what they, nobody would let that happen and everyone's laughing in high school now. Yeah, everyone's laughing. I'm like, that's so fucking mean. What a, but like just, we watch it and we're like, ah, that's so yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> but like if that happened in your high school, you'd be like, holy and shit, what an fun. asshole. And to be on the news, honestly. Yeah. That something. would happen in my high school. We were on the news. St. <laughs> Francis Prep was on the news a lot. They do something with uh, the Wiccan girl. Oh, it was about the Salem witch trials. Yeah. And it was like, it doesn't count if you were actually there. <laughs> That's what they said. And then she like mumbles a hex in Very, another language. Very the craft. Yes. <laughs> and uh, like, of course, she looks super gothic. Um, That's all Wiccans. <laughs> we, we see kind of the relationship between um rachel mcadams jessica jessica duh jessica <laughs> and matthew lawrence is let me get the name billy billy of course, billy we see billy and jessica's relationship a little bit more and honestly this is one thing where i'm like you know what they finally depicted like a good-natured teenage boy like you know like yeah in these movies they almost never do yeah, they have the they have a what's his face Eric Christian Olsen character to like be the dick for him. Yeah, he's like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, like, hey, you want to go up to my parents' cabin? And she's like Billy, like you know. He's like, I don't want to pressure her to have sex with me. <laughs> I love her. And then like, what's his face? His friend is just like gay, 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 oh, yeah. gay. Whoa. I was like, okay, <laughs> relax. <laughs> uh, that's a little yeah. I was like, that's a bit much. Be made today. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> But it's a good little, like, scene of the seeing, again, her friends, basically. He even, like, lets Rob Schneider kiss him, like, while he's crying. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, maybe this is true, but no. Yeah, this guy's character, because throughout the film, he's not like, oh, this is gross. Like, he's freaked out. Yeah. As anybody would be, let's be honest. Like it, love the dig to like the Catholic Church in it too. <laughs> like, oh, it's like God. I should have made love to you when I had the chance, oh, yeah, yeah. and he thinks it's like one of the fathers. Yeah. Like Father yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, jeez. Okay, <laughs> that was funny though. But, <laughs> but you're right. Like he's not like super super mean to the, the, 
the Rob Schneider body, no. I guess? No, you think he would be, though. You think he would Considering be. it's, like, this 40-year-old man. <laughs> he tries to give it a chance. But, oh, the way, the, the synopsis said 30-something. He looks like he's in his 40s. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> 30-something, 39. Which is dumb. I don't know why they'd specify that in the synopsis. I don't think it's made clear in the movie. They, he just looks like an old dude. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. They treat it kind of like right, not maybe not accurate, but like right with this guy. Like he truly, truly loves her because he tries to see that yeah. he could be with Rob Schneider, and he just can't. And yeah, <laughs> I like I like when they keep characters consistent because he's a nice guy in the beginning. He's a very like sweet, looks like a mama's boy, very, very polite, cordial, gentleman like, very chivalrous. And then towards the end, he's still just like really hoping that yeah. Rob Schneider is his girlfriend. <laughs> he's trying to process it. Yeah. And even when the bodies are switched back again, he's not like super judgmental, like, oh, you were a stripper, get yeah. off of me, or, or you were robbing things. He's like, I don't know, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, let's just kind of forget about this. What a nice guy, Matthew I know. Lawrence. They don't make him like that anymore. Nope. Matthew Lawrence really needs to make a comeback to the, <laughs> to the big screen. I agree. All the Lawrence brothers. Well, I don't know what the la- the youngest ever did. Ever did? Yeah, was he in anything besides Jumping Ship? And he was in another Disney Channel original film. Without them? Without them. What was he in? The Other Me, where he clones himself. Oh, good call. There's Matthew, Joey, and who's what is his name? Andrew. Andrew. I don't know Andy Lawrence. Yes, I can't believe you. Yeah, Joey's on that Joey and Melissa thing. Yeah, Blossom. And, and Blossom, yeah. I know this podcast must exist. I never looked it up, but someone... About the Lawrence Brothers? No, come on. <laughs> like, all the Disney Channel original movies. Oh, that would be excellent. Someone had has to it has, it has to exist somewhere. If not, that is a podcast out there that would be very, very popular. Oh, so the girls end up going to the mall, and this is where she shows off. Like, she gets, like, a free... What is oh, it? Like, like a Frappuccino yeah, type frappuccino, thing. she licks it. Because she licks the whipped cream. No way would that guy do that for like five frappuccinos with his no. boss right there. His boss like yells at him, but still, it's just, well, what does he think going to happen? Like, oh, you know, she's going to date me now. Like, it seems a little silly. Yeah, he's like, who's going to pay for that? <laughs> Regardless, they go to like, I guess it's like an African like store. Store, yeah. <laughs> it's like an African artifact store. And she wants to buy these earrings, Jessica, and the uh, clerk is like, oh, you can't buy these. They're, you know. They're not for sale. Yeah. So, so why are they on display there? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they're cursed. Yeah. She switches them out with another pair of earrings. Which, again, probably would be caught on camera. Yeah. But... Oh, no. The cashier's not looking. Let me just <laughs> make say, a lot of noise switching things around. Let's say they don't have a camera. They weren't that cute, Jessica. <laughs> let's be real. They also didn't really look like her style. No. They didn't. <laughs> Whatever. She liked them. They go yeah, to, they go you, to the Jess. gas station. Uh, where Rob Schneider's robbing it. Um, yeah, he robs it for like eighteen dollars yeah. and some nacho cheese. Like to cover himself, he ends up having to like pump gas. Yeah, they trick him because like his head hits. By the way, like this movie makes like the Volkswagen Beetle and the Volkswagen Cabrio like convertibles yes. look so cool. Like, they d- <laughs> honestly, you got the top down. Very cool. California, very awesome. Yes. And I guess one of the earrings is dropped there. I guess <laughs> how it got out, I don't know. And that night. Rob Schneider puts... For some reason, thinks it's cool and, like, wears it. I don't know, maybe he thinks it's, like, worth something. But he, like, tries it on and kind of just, like, looks at himself in the mirror and, like, yeah, I got an earring, bro. And then, like, I guess leaves it on and sleeps with it. By the way, you don't sleep with earrings like that. So that makes zero sense. (laughs) There's a plot hole right there. No one sleeps with dangling earrings. It's uncomfortable. No. 
I mean, well, I don't know, but I I could see how that could be uncomfortable. Especially you have one. (laughs) What are you doing with one gaudy, dangling earring? (laughs) It's so weird, you know? (laughs) Whatever. They wake up, and Rob Schneider is in Jessica's room. Jessica is in Rob Schneider's room. They've switched bodies. It's so weird, because like I feel like it would be easier in the magic world to switch brains but keep the bodies where they are. Like, switch souls, quote-unquote. Wasn't that Freaky Friday? I, there's so many movies like this, though. There's so many switch bodies movies. There was the one with like Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. not even that big of a deal if Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds switch. Like, you know. Yeah, like, what's going to happen, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, no, I'm a different guy. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you know, there's been a couple of these but whatever this is where like the plot kicks in because there's i don't want to call it epic but there's the first scene of jessica in the man body like she's going to the bathroom yeah going to the bathroom she looks they both discover it the same way they're just like oh no (laughs) i have something i'm missing something like you really couldn't feel that before you go to the bathroom and see it yeah but even still the silliness of this film Maybe um, that's what Roger Ebert meant when it's not realistic. He didn't, <laughs> well, it doesn't he didn't have specifically to be point that out, though, so it makes no sense. But doesn't have to be real. Wait, by the way, did it's you a mention- Rob Schneider film. It doesn't have to make sense. Did you mention that uh, the brother's name is Booger? It's Booger. Okay, I don't want to forget about that. Yeah, it's Booger. <laughs> I don't. I think I just mentioned it to you last night while I was watching. Yeah, because I completely forgot. The little brother's name is Booger. But like, I don't know if that's like a nickname or that he literally. Everyone in his family just calls him Booger. <laughs> and he like wears me. high heels and lipstick. And I'm just like, this is a very progressive character. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I know we're bouncing around, but I have to mention again that Adam Sandler works at that African shop that yes. he bought the things at. And he's playing the drums, which again, I know it's at, and he has dreads. at a place. Yeah, and he's like, you could put your weed in here. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> What's funny is when I first saw that, because I, I was so young, I was like 11, I think, and... I had no idea what he was talking about oh, when he really? made those jokes like, oh, you could put your weed in there. I'm like, I don't know what a weed is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I like vaguely remember thinking it was like a, a reed, not a weed. Oh. Like I couldn't hear it. I was like, oh, maybe he plays the oboe. <laughs> Fair. So I was like, why do you need to like <laughs> keep it somewhere? Don't you have like a case? <laughs> I was like, I don't get it, but people are laughing. <laughs> and then I'm older. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's supposed to be like a Rasta. I get it. Which is yeah. I don't think he's supposed to be black. No. Okay. I think he's supposed to be fair. No. Like I know it's cultural appropriation, but there are they could have been more offensive with that. Yeah, there are people who are like him. Yeah. I think he's mocking people who do culturally appropriate. I could, I could, I could see Adam doing that. (laughs) We're on a first name basis now. I mean, Adam Sandler was so hot at the time. Like oh, for sure. Everything he did was like. Amazing. That's why he, you know, probably good friends at Rob Schneider, I'm assuming. He's like... Well, yeah, he's one of those guys who are, like, in all of his movies. He has all the cameos in Adam Sandler movies. Oh, yeah, like the, you can do it guy. Yes. <laughs> you can do it! <laughs> Excellent cameo. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People, like, and, always forget what that's from, but they know that line exists somewhere in history. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, The Longest Yard, I believe. It's in a couple of them. He always gets his friends think, to play in movies. I like, think The Waterboy was the first one. Yes. And then Adam Sandler switches it on him, and I think The Animal, where he's the guy. You can do it! Oh, I haven't actually seen The Animal. I don't... I, I know you think I'm this big Rob No, Schneider. I don't really think that. <laughs> 
No I, one's actually a Rob Schneider fan. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think his parents are a Rob Schneider fan. I think it's the animal because it's definitely not Deuce Bigelow. I haven't seen these movies since they came out, except for the Hot Chick, so I'm not sure. But I know Adam Sandler is the you can do it guy in one of Rob Schneider's films. A little twist. He probably know. came out before The Longest Yard. <laughs> oh man. Just shows that they need to like get new material. So one of the better relationships, I think, believe it or not, in this film is the relationship between Jessica and Anna Faris' character. Like, they have, like, the, the sleepover. Yeah. Which, again, high Very school. Very cliche high school. Love it. High school Painting each party. other's nails. It's typical high school slumber party. I get it. <laughs> and that's why, you know, whenever we can get an actual slumber party talked about on high school slumber party i need to talk about it and there's like five straight slumber parties in a row because yeah well there's one with all the friends but yeah but that one's also the best because she's the guy and they have the pillow fight where she <laughs> like ridiculously throws them into the wall and like breaks the plaster and it's the funniest <laughs> dumbest scene ever because like really no good. guy is that strong and they would probably be in the hospital yeah if yeah. they actually flew into the wall <laughs> So ridiculous. Such a sign of the times, though. You'd think after, like, hurting the first friend, he'd stop, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, of course, there's the scene, too, just of Jessica, Rob Schneider, Jessica, on the bleachers, convincing um, Anna Faris that she's Jessica. The best scene. Hey, bro! so bad right now. You have no idea. How do you know my name? It's me. Jessica. I'm in here. What did you do with her? I don't know what happened. I woke up this morning. Like this! Nah! And what did I tell you about these things? Look straight to your ass! People are gonna be looking for me! You gotta believe me! I'm warning you! Please, I'm Jessica! I think it's hilarious. When he's crying, the best yeah, scene. Yeah, I think it's actually like... The way he convinces her is my favorite, because I love that handshake they oh, have. Oh yeah, what is it? Hey, bro! Do you remember in second grade when you moved here from Arkansas? Everybody threw rocks at you because you talk funny and your front two teeth were brown. I was your only friend. I gave you that locket around your neck when your grandmother was sick. You said, you said. We'd be bestest friends forever.
boys are cheats and liars. They're such a big disgrace. They will tell you anything to get to second baseball. Baseball, he thinks he's gonna score. If you let him go all the way, then you are a horticulturist studies flowers. Geologist studies rocks. The only thing a guy wants from you is a place to put his cockroaches, beetles, butterflies, and bugs. Nothing makes him happier than a giant pair of jugglers and acrobats and dancing bear named Chuck. All guys really want to do is forget it. No such luck. Oh my god. Oh my god. Boys are cheats and liars. Just believe me, I know all of it. Oh, is that a real? It's there's like a full thing, yeah. They I didn't have, know like, if it was made they, up for the movie. No, they. Oh no, no, no! It's for the movie. Okay. But like, if you've seen the movie. And... <laughs> oh, so you know it from the movie. Yes. Okay. Anyone who's a fan of the hot chick like myself knows the <laughs> oh, movies, man. and it's funny because it's like very play on words ish. Yeah, a lot of puns. A lot of innuendos, and it's funny <laughs> because they're having so much fun doing it, and, they're, and then April was like, "Oh, holy shit." You are my best friend, and you're a dude. I think Anna Faris's reaction... She handled it very well, actually. But there are great reactions, like when, like, Rob Town is not charging at her, but kind of coming towards her, and she's like, oh my god. I have pepper spray yeah, on my keychain. <laughs> yeah. Which is a fair reaction, you know? It's like, you think you'd be freaking out more if, like, you were trapped in a man's body, and, like, you think your friend would react a little more like, okay, <laughs> sure, bye. Not just, like, I'm so terrified. But, like... She's just like, when you moved here from Arkansas, your two front teeth were brown. Yeah. I was your only friend. <laughs> what a dick to like, Arkansas. What? People, people threw rocks at people you. People threw rocks at you because you talked funny. <laughs> it's so specific, though, that it I kind know. of does make sense. It does. That, that she would be like that. And they seem to have such a great relationship. Yeah, to the point where, like... Anna Ferris is like in love with her. <laughs> yeah, eventually. <laughs> so she tells all the friends. Of course, there's that scene you were talking about where they all want to see the penis. Yeah, they all want to see the penis, and they're kind of giggling. Yeah, <laughs> like and, it's like high school girls. <laughs> we're at a slumber party. We're looking at a penis. And then they're like, "We need to find who potentially did this." Which I would be like, "Bring this person to a doctor." Yeah. <laughs> Try to figure out what's going on here. Not like who put the hex and first, you know. Fair, I, but also like imagine going to the doctor and being like, "I'm suddenly, a, I'm suddenly a man now." True. They're gonna True. be like, mm, "Psych ward, <laughs> that's where you're going." That's a good point. That is more realistic. <laughs> but like once you can't figure that out, I don't really know what other options you would have. <laughs> so like, I guess I'm a man now. I guess we skip the first taquito scene. Um, she goes back to her house for, like, clothes. Yes. And Booger kind of, like, realizes, even early on, that, like... Mike... He always has an inkling. Yeah. Uh, uh, mainly it's the, the way she throws the basketball. The basketball. She, she kicks her foot. Yeah. And he's, like, so cool about it. Yeah, which is great. I mean... He, like, sees her... He, well, he sees Rob Schneider in the prom dress crying, and he's just like, oh, I knew it was you! I was like, who oh, yeah. reacts like this? <laughs> like, who's just like, oh, yeah, I knew this, like, really old dude was my teenage sister. So this subplot is that, I guess they ordered a gardener. I don't want to say ordered, but I kind of say, <laughs> like, hey, are you the gardener from the service? Yeah. And Rob Schneider says he's, oh, yeah. you know, And he has a terrible accent, but he's like, oh, I'm taquito. And he ends up bonding with the dad, his 
Well, both Her of them father. actually. Yeah, and then the mom eventually, and that little because the mom like comes like, on to him. <laughs> yeah, the subplot is just the whole thing where like you know their parents. I guess it happens in marriages. The fire is a little bit lost, and he kind of gives them both. Yeah. Advice. Because and... they, they don't communicate. Communication's no. key. Taquito <laughs> teaches them that. <laughs> the lessons of Taquito. <laughs> yeah, we get our first Taquito scene. But then there's like the whole investigation again at the school. First they go to Hildenberg, who's like, I guess, a very smart scientist. Yes. She potentially could have had a like, potion. Yeah. She, she denies it. Which I first. love that, that scene actually only like, it's like not that prominent, but she's just like being made fun of constantly throughout it. And they like go to her and she's like, like, did you like do something to her? Blah, blah, blah. And she's literally in a science lab making something in a flask and she pours it over ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, this is the person who has transformed you into a dude. <laughs> it's like, did you do something? And she's just, like, eating vanilla ice yeah. cream with, like, strawberry syrup on it. <laughs> and then she's, like, not going to help them. But then Rob Schneider is like, you don't know what it's like to shave in the morning. And she's like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Which, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, um, that was the one that really, like got her she's like oh no i sympathize <laughs> so she kind of joins the gang you know they eventually look into the wiccan girl i forget what her name is yeah i forgot too. do they even like say they her don't name? say it a lot but she kind of joins the gang too because yeah. it's not her but she says that it might be santeria so they assume it's like that rival uh, any sex with a leprechaun not recently <laughs> oh yeah I like the, little, <laughs> the checklist yes they have. So then their next suspect is Bianca, um, Bianca, the which, rival cheerleader. Which I really don't know what they thought she could have done. Because she's Brazilian, so she must know Santeria. Oh, the, right. That was oh, their Oh, right, the, uh, the scorpion tattoo yeah, so they were looking like, for. Yeah, they were looking for a scorpion tattoo. And we'll get to the club scene. Because she's, <laughs> she's Brazilian. That's another... Because she's Brazilian. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> stereotypical there. <laughs> so their plan is to go to this club that's somehow for high school kids too. yeah <laughs> like a bunch of teenagers going with a really old dude <laughs> red flags yeah like but i guess everyone thinks he's gay so yeah he orders like <laughs> well first like I've... sex on the beach screaming orgasm and like a slippery nipple yeah whatever the twist. fuck those yeah <laughs> whatever the fuck <laughs> those drinks are but before that i'll have a brewski i don't want to skip this because they do like the makeover scene and i love makeover scenes yes. in films and this one I actually do love because it's the Backstreet every Boys. Every Backstreet Boy, essentially. I think they <laughs> might skip one, but no, no, no. I think they if they don't do at least all of them, they end up on. I believe it's Howie. Yeah, because he it. looks exactly like. And he looks him. like Howie D. But what's crazy? I remember the first time seeing this. I didn't realize they were in the Backstreet Boys until they show that final picture, and you're like, oh my god, so true. Oh, I think it was. I was just a really big Backstreet Boys fan. So like, once they showed, I think it's AJ because yeah, he's very, very distinct AJ, yeah, with the goatee. And yeah, stuff. And I was like, this is definitely, definitely Backstreet Boys. And then I was like, oh, haha, one of them looks like him. And they settle on that one. They're like, yeah, he looks great. Like they made a huge change. They settle on Howie D. Yes. <laughs> then they go to the club, and there's first of all, there's like a really asshole guy at this club. Yeah. Uh, is he dating Bianca or he's trying to get with somebody? I don't know. He's like more of a homophobe than this film. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't like that that Rob Schneider. He's not gay. He's just Jessica. He's Yeah, he's flamboyant. He's, he's effeminate. <laughs> and then it leads to this weird thing that like that bartender, like he keeps catching him saying, 
and I'm using air quotes like ultra gay things, yeah. and they'll be like, oh, like, yeah. Ugh, like, I'm going to soak my panties. <laughs> oh, yeah, you and he just like stares at him angrily. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, my girlfriend's panties. <laughs> and then there's one, again, typical late 90s, early 2000s. I guess bathroom humor gross out scene. He like has to get taught how to yeah, use pee by that one. the urinal. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> the bathroom the attendant's just gonna be like, hold like hold it gently, don't shake it too much. You know, aim at something. Every time I've watched this film with a woman, and there hasn't been a lot of times, or like we've talked about this film, they've always asked me like, are there really ice in men's urinals? And honestly, I've only rarely seen that, <laughs> like at a club occasionally would so that I guess be for and i asked somebody this one this is like <laughs> now i'm curious <laughs> i think i don't I'm step not a, into the men's room that often smell or something i don't know or i could be inventing that you know what let's just google it why do they put ice do they put ice in urinals <laughs> live google question right here ice is cheap and readily available well, obviously but Oh, it, it helps flush the urinal away, and it works better than urinal cakes, and it helps deodorize. I see. I didn't realize that. Good to know. I, th- I thought it might be something like that, but it's something that I've rarely yeah, seen. Yeah, I didn't know it was like the same concept as like a urinal cake, Yeah, I, which I, is also a weird concept. <laughs> also, it's a weird name to call it. Yeah. You don't want to pee like on a, cake. A, like a urinal like puck. Yeah, that's Disc. so much better. Disc. Like cake. Urinal Sanitizer. cake. Sanitizer. You know? Yeah, like here. I have some toilet cake. I want to eat cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's not urinal cakes. No one cut that and make like a weird clip out of it. <laughs> okay. Well, now you're just asking for it. <laughs> so then, whatever, there's like a dance off. Jessica, Rob Schneider dances with Bianca. Yeah. I guess that's where the guy gets mad. There's a fight out. Do they fight out? I know they go outside. Yeah. Oh, the guy with the ponytail. Yeah, the guy with the ponytail, like the like Mondo douche. Yeah. Yeah. With the with the ponytail, and she rips it off. That's what happens. I'm like, <laughs> I know they have a fight. Yeah, she rips the ponytail off. Like these split ends. Yeah, he's he like he like kind of like spends the fight slapping him, and then like kind of grabs him by the ponytail and somehow manages to swing him in a circle. <laughs> That's what rip, it is. Perfectly oh, rip off the ponytail like at the at the hair tie. Oh jeez. And. He ends up in the trash. By the way, his like scalp would have been bleeding if she really ripped it. <laughs> it's like a scene from Saw that I've seen before where, where someone's hair is ripped out of their head. Like, that's a horror film scene. But no, she just like very, it's like perforated edge on her ponytail. His ponytail, sorry. And like the only thing he has to say about it is like, get a new conditioner. Your ends are totally split. Burn! <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> The two other notes I had from this scene are, is uh, one, I love Hildenberg's dress. It's like a twister board dress. Yes! <laughs> I thought it was actually cool. Oh, and then well, she's like dancing with that guy, and she's like, right hand blue. Yeah. <laughs> and that guy really likes it. Yeah, he was so into it. Yeah. I think in the end, they... They end up together. They end up together, right? Yeah. Good for her. Very heartwarming. Yeah. She's obviously like fat shamed and really made fun of in this film, but she yeah. has like a nice warm arc. She ends up becoming friends with the popular kids. It's yeah. a boyfriend, like, you know. Yeah, it's because the popular people are douches, and the point of the film is that they kind of realize that their vanity is not everything. Like the point of a lot of high school films. Yes. <laughs> um, Very original. We get some cutaway scenes of Rachel McAdams, but with the man's brain, stealing uh, tampons from a store. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, and she's reading the instructions? Yeah. 
She's like, I gotta do what? <laughs> there. Then, you know, we kind of just like mosey along. There's not that much that happens in this film. It's more of like the There's dad. not much that like can happen. No, fair. Uh, <laughs> she's like, giving, how far can you stretch that plot line? Really? Not very far. <laughs> you know, she goes home again as Takedo plays basketball with her father, gives him like the, you know, advice like, oh, you should kiss her. I'm not going to try to do the accent because it's a racist Because it's offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we see Anna Ferris really start falling for him. Proms, you know, coming up, and what, I guess, is it at the club that... I think it, it's in between the club and the prom, because, like, then she, like, has the idea to ask him to prom. Yeah, no, because they realize, I guess, uh, Rob Schneider overhears that, like, the guy she likes is, like, yes cheating on her and, like, thinks of her as just, like, the, the backup or something. Yeah. I forgot. He He's also the janitor at the high school. Yeah, and he talks his way into it because he knows that the principal, like, played the tuba. Tuba, yeah. I forgot in about the honors that, too. Band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, like, did laugh at that scene in the locker room when, like, he's, like, cleaning stuff and overhearing things. And he's, like, he's yelling like, at them. You randomly. asshole! <laughs> Go like, to hell! Yeah, someone has hair in the drain or something. <laughs> so what's up with you and the prom queen? I don't know. I thought everything was fine, but I guess I was wrong. See, that's why you gotta have a spare, man. That's what April is. She's my spare. Spare? Yeah, she's my backup. I mean, she was a fun ride, no doubt about this, but she's a previously owned vehicle. I'm into that new car smell. You asshole! Whoever left these towels over here is an asshole. Now, this new chick I got, dude, she is going to be the hottest chick at the prom. I bet one of her little hottie friends would love to go out with the quarterback. Oh, I don't know, man. Come on, man. Maybe this one will put out unlike that cold fist Jessica. You go to hell! Whoever left these showers on, go to hell. Hey. Jessica's anything but a cold fish, all right? She's the most amazing girl in the whole world. Dude, you've never even been out of California. I don't care. I love her. I mean, I know she thinks I only want to have sex with her, but that's not what it's about. I mean, when that moment comes, I want it to be perfect. Wow. That is the gayest thing I have ever heard. She's the only girl that makes my heart beat faster and slower at the same time. When I'm not with her, I'm not living. I'm only existing until I can hold her in my arms again. Gay, 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 gay. Somebody shit in the locker. It's like somebody shit in the locker. Yeah, that's how it ends. <laughs> oh, because he's oh, because he's crying when Billy's talking about Jessica. Yeah, and he's like so moved by it. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, somebody shit in the lockers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Classic. It is. Okay, so I honestly, I did laugh at that scene. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. 
gonna be it. Like I guess when she um tells April and then she finds the hickeys on his neck and that's when she kind of just like gives her the pep talk, saying like, oh, like forget him, you're perfect, like typical gal pal things. And then she's just like, oh, I might be in love with you. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't like that sudden. No. But it wasn't like a sudden realization, like no. an epiphany she had out of nowhere. But she's getting along. If they well. wanted to be like more progressive, they could have delved way into her feelings <laughs> and like nope. how, like where those came from. But that would have brought the movie out a little bit more. But it would have strayed from the plot. That's if you wanted Rob Schneider to make a serious film, which he did not. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Bechtel test? With the what? Bechtel test. The Bechtel test is like a test that certain scholars use to determine if a movie is technically a feminist film and it asks three questions all right first the movie has to have at least two women in it and as silly as that is there are a lot of films like star wars for example most of the star wars films until the more recent ones have just princess leia i've never seen a star wars so but that's the case in a lot of these older films like action films and stuff so it's not as crazy as it seems so does this film have at least two women in it yes do the women talk to each other (laughs) yeah is there a movie where the women don't talk to each other oh there are plenty because there are plenty of films that are just based on guys basically these are things i don't think about when i watch movies like like someone thought of this to come up with this test they're like (laughs) Not enough women are talking to each other. Well, yeah, now they try really hard, though, to get women to talk to each other in films. The third thing, do they talk about something else besides a man? And do they in this film? And it's hard to say, because are we counting Rob Schneider's Jessica (laughs) as a woman? I think we have to, right? Wouldn't you count the mother-daughter scenes? Oh, even that, yeah. Well, I... You know what? To Maybe me, at the end. That's why it might be a little bit of a flawed test. Like, cause can you really count the hot chick as a feminist film? <laughs> well, you're you're towing the line of transphobia again because you're now counting that oh, no, woman in why, a man's body is not know. really a woman. I don't know. Or this and that. Like, you know what? The friends talk. You're to assigning other, genders to people, and like, who's to say? <laughs> fair, fair. You're opening up a can of worms that, trust me, can go on forever. And the hot chick is, you know, the most thought-provoking film. In the history of film, this is the film that's going to bizarrely get enough <laughs> a Rob Schneider film. No, I don't know. So I, I, I don't know if it passes this test, but I, I just thought it was funny because this is a strange, strange film. I feel like we wouldn't be able to like nitpick this movie enough when it came out because <laughs> like we don't know enough things wrong with society. No, to to critique it. <laughs> Let's just tie a bow on the angle with the parents. You mentioned it before, but the mom ends up being into taquito. Yeah. And Takedo kind of is like, he uses the excuse that, oh, he's gay. Yeah. Like, that's why, uh, you know, we can't be together, but you're a beautiful woman. Yeah. And he ends up, like, bathing yeah. his mom or her Like, mom. let's have, a like, a spa day. I'll yeah. do your nails and wash your hair. <laughs> I would not let my gardener do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a little odd. Like, um, I would probably not let my guy friends do that, even if they were gay. But, like, this is a gardener you had working for you <laughs> for like what like a month not even not even just Ma- like yeah maybe two bathe weeks. me wash, <laughs> wash my hair and I, I mean we haven't talked about this yet but i know they discovered in the end but there is no way that her parents would not have been like she hasn't slept there in yeah they're like oh weird. Like, our daughter's just not home <laughs> yeah but didn't parents. they say that she was uh, april's a- april's and they find time. out at the end 
But they say April's like, oh, I called your parents and told her you were staying another night. They wouldn't be like, why didn't she call yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you haven't heard from your daughter. <laughs> so Well, clearly weird. they're not the best parents. They're obviously... Well, none of the parents in the show are like... Well, yeah, uh, April's parents are a little... It's funny because they say she's from Arkansas, but her parents are definitely not from Arkansas, but whatever. The mom, April's mom, is like really concerned that like, I don't know, her hormones are out of whack. <laughs> Because, like, the, sh- the hair in the shower and, like, her voice sometime. And the dad is just, like... Well, he's, like, painting a model airplane the entire time. And he's kind of, like, a dick. He's, like, very, like, disinterested <laughs> yeah. in anything going on. And he's just, like, if you ruin this night for April, <laughs> like, I'm leaving. I will I will put you away, is yeah, actually wow. what he said. <laughs> I forgot that he said that in the movie. He's just, like, he doesn't give a shit. Like, that relationship is so terrible. Yeah. That he's just, like... There's, it's like two people that hate each other but are staying together anyway. There's like no inkling that they're like, oh, my parents are going through a divorce or something. No. Unless, <laughs> unless I miss that. But yeah, like um, with Jessica's family, it's like a plot point almost that they're having problems and like yeah. they resolve it by the end and like she tries to help them. But like with The spark April's, is back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll jump to uh, prom. Spence and... April go together. And no one questions that she's bringing a middle-aged man. The only person who's the like... The janitor, actually. Yeah, the only person who's like looking at it oddly is the school principal or whatever, guidance counselor, the one who gave him the job, because she gives him like a stare at one point, like like a weird stare. Was that before or after she like realizes that he... Like, the mugshot is sent to her. I guess like she did a background check and it finally like came through. But did she not... Yeah. Because they, cause they confront him during prom. Because of the fingerprints, yeah. Yeah. It's weird, but she gives him a look. Like, she doesn't confront him right away, <laughs> I think. Or maybe maybe it was before, because uh, why would you see, like, oh, yeah, like, this 15-year-old girl at my prom, at my high school prom, <laughs> is <laughs> with a criminal that I just found out about. A school employee, a criminal. My, the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. I mean, even if he wasn't a criminal, like, you're still going with, a, like, a school employee. Like, employee? An overaged school employee. Yeah, that's so inappropriate. Yeah, that would be like, no, no. Uh, Okay. And they're, like, making out, too, to make Jake jealous. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what his name is. It's Jake. Jake. Yes, and then that's when April's just like, oh, no, let's let's keep doing this. I I don't want to be mean to Rob Schneider, (laughs) but... I know, they like doll him up or whatever and they make him look he really looks nice. clean he looks clean but he's still Rob Schneider yeah know? if I broke up with someone and saw them making out with Rob Schneider I just like, <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> first of all it's the janitor at our well, school that's the thing, like, like imagine imagine that really someone breaks up jealous. with you in high school and then you see them at prom with the janitor that's what I'm that's what I mean like, it's like what it's would your like reaction be guy. it's not like another cool popular kid at school or like it's the like, hot teacher no you are literally dating the like scruffy balding janitor <laughs> who's also a criminal yeah like it, I don't think they would make him jealous they'd probably just be like what the hell are you doing Ugh, whatever Jake strikes me as the type of guy who's just like I'm the best you can do and like who's gonna want you if I don't and then like oh my god she's moving on now I'm mad Typical, typical douchey character that he plays. He is a douche. <laughs> he really is. He has, the, he has the face for it. Definitely. He plays like a good bra douche guy. Well, Like if he played like a nice guy in a movie, I like would not be able to tell. I was very confused at the beginning of like Bradley Cooper's career. I don't know if you've seen The Wedding Crashers, but he's a jackass in that. Like one of the biggest yeah. jackasses in the world. You know, just a terrible like, you know, boyfriend. And then like he subsequently did films after that and 
it was like hard for me to be like wait this guy's like the good guy or yeah he's like a nice dude but there's some people that like they can branch out and play different roles like he obviously did yeah. very serious ones and he did them very well absolutely like he broke that yeah but like you can't have like rob schneider doing a serious film like you can't have adam <laughs> sandler doing a serious film like what serious film does he have uh, it's like spanglish no, nobody punch, saw that punch drunk love pt anderson film which we talked i think about. you actually like touched on that too in like um your your old podcast yeah. for ps i love, PS hoffman. I, love hoffman. I remember um listening to the along came polly another excellent movie podcast <laughs> and again philip seymour hoffman's character and that is the best one <laughs> but amazing but amazing you, I, I do remember you bringing up that like ben stiller plays the same guy yes that in every fair. movie he is the well, two, same there's guy two ben stiller guys there's like neurotic Ben Stiller like oh you know like meet the parents Long Camp Polly and yeah. then there's like dodgeball Ben Stiller or you're like Zoolander. Zoolander like I'm an outrageous character yeah <laughs> it's like two ends of the spectrum nothing in between you never see him as just like some normal guy no <laughs> or like or a serious role you see him in all the movies Which, what, if you're gonna make money doing that fine like I can't see Rob Schneider as like the villain either like a serious villain I was going to say, like, what kind of villain are we talking oh, about? Because like there's, like, Austin Powers' villain. Yeah, silly he could, villain. He could definitely play. <laughs> but, like, you can't play someone, like, actually. And, like, because no one's going to look at Rob Schneider and take him seriously. That's, like, even in the move in this movie, in The Hot Chick, he's, a, like, a burglar. And I'm just like, <laughs> if Rob Schneider came into, like, my gas station and just was like, give me all your money, I'd burst out laughing. <laughs> Fair. Even the guy who was, like, tied up in the gas station, it was just like, take take some nachos. <laughs> he was like, everyone uses credit cards. Like, well, I don't have anything <laughs> oh i guess we missed one scene by the way not that it matters but there's the whole cheerleading competition scene so basically uh rob schneider puts on the mascots costume oh yeah i actually completely forgot about yeah, that. yeah so they could again cheerleading very high school film very high school film of this era you brought up bring it on yes um you kind of had to have a cheerleading scene i guess they win the cheer competition with rob schneider in the mascot suit yes and it's revealed that it's him, but it's somehow okay because he's a school employee. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the scenes, too, because the ma- Rob Schneider in the mascot suit is, like, blowing kisses. Oh, they have that special, yeah. like... Yeah, that, like, put-it-in-your-pocket kiss yeah, thing. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then when... It- <laughs> Matthew Lawrence so, is, like, hilarious. It's so like, cheesy. Yeah. But when, like, the mask comes off, he's, like, not horrified, but, like, just confused. I like yeah. his, like, constant confused face in this. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's still being that, like, typical, like, very good boy Yeah. about it. Like, he's a really good sport about his girlfriend in the entire film. Especially, yeah. like, even if he doesn't believe that Rob Schneider is his girlfriend, <laughs> he is thinking to himself, like, realistically, my girlfriend's been missing and won't talk to me. The only time I've seen her, she robbed me and almost ran me over with my own car. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that, too. And then that, she stole it. That actually made me laugh. And then he, he mentions it at the end. He's like, I don't care that you like, yeah. robbed me and tried to run me down with my dad's car. I do He's like, like that it's scene. fine. Like, that's fine. I love you. And I'm like, it comes to a point where it's just like, are you nice or are you just, like, a bit pathetic <laughs> well he, he's nice but certainly naive and pathetic that's well, yeah sure. there you go <laughs> like if someone tried to run you over with a car someone you assume is your girlfriend basically at the prom he decides i mean whatever uh, rob schneider gets in trouble but he decides that he really doesn't think he can go along with that kind of r- relationship like he doesn't want to date rob schneider 
but he's like yeah. sad about it. They go to a post prom strip club, which is like that was interesting. Because you're like, what, sixteen? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's just go to a strip club. <laughs> How uh, did they get in? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I have so many room. questions about like the legal aspects in this film. How do they get into the club? How do well, they get into a strip club? Rachel McAdams is one of the dancers there. Um, at a certain point, they went back to the mall and they realized. Also, that there was a switch. why would they hire a sixteen-year-old well, girl? Well, they get in trouble for that later. Someone calls him out on that. There's like that owner of the strip club, and he's like keeps pointing at signs like "Monday's Gay Night" or something. No, that's that's when he becomes back into the dude. Yeah, after. Yeah, but like they don't say any, like she has. Oh, they a, don't. I thought no, they she didn't. has a steady job as a stripper. And she's this. She's supposed to be a sixteen-year-old girl. I don't know. I, so they really did not give a shit. Wishful there. thinking on my part, I guess. I thought someone said something. <laughs> Monday night's gay night. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, so everyone pretty much ends up at this strip club because again, like, Hi. why wouldn't they? <laughs> what else are you gonna do after prom? Like I said, they figured it out basically from um, the lady at the mall said that it was cursed, and then they saw um, her on the news robbing things and. They realize, I guess she worked at the strip club. Everyone winds up there. Um, I do like, though, when the parents run into Matthew Lawrence at the strip club. Yes. And he's like, what does he say? He's like, oh, this isn't the prom. (laughs) (laughs) I like that because he's still concerned about his image. I know. know? And they also, I feel like, just kind of dismiss it. Because, like, they probably know he's such a good guy, too. He is, though. He is. He probably didn't mean to be at a strip club. And whatever, asshole man asks for a lap dance. From his best friend's, like, ex, yeah. I guess, at that time, Dick. they might have assumed, and he's like, oh, I want a lap dance. I'm like, um... And that's when the bodies... <laughs> like, not back. cool, yeah. especially, like, he's right there. <laughs> Even if they did officially break up, and you go to a strip club with your best friend, and you see their ex dancing, you don't buy a dance from them in front of them. <laughs> like, that's fucked up. Like, he went to the bathroom or something, or he went outside. What, when he came back, what was he going to say or do? Like, that's the end of a friendship. <laughs> yeah. See, this is an unrealistic part of the film. <laughs> Not the body switching. No. That could happen. But that's when they switch back. I don't know, Santeria. <laughs> they switch back, and Rob Schneider's dancing on the douche guy. Whatever. Um... He deserved it. And kind of, it's kind of like an all's well that ends well ending. As you say, all is forgiven. Yeah. Jessica's back in the fold. The parents are nice. She has a good relationship with her brother and with, like, the people she was mean to. They somehow let her graduate. <laughs> which she missed, like, a bunch of school. That's an unrealistic part. <laughs> I actually hadn't thought about that until you brought that up. That's a really good point. I would get, like, three absences in a class and I'd fail. She, not only did she miss class, but she now has a criminal record uh, because she was, like, mugging people and stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> no one bats an eye at that. It's kind of like um, they, like, expect you to think that all is forgiven. Like you said, um, they probably, oh, they, she probably explained herself. And, like, oh, it was a misunderstanding. <laughs> it was like, oh, sorry, I was just, like, in a dude's body this whole time. <laughs> no one would believe that. No, it's like, exactly. There are things that, like, there are plenty of movies that get tied up because everything's explained in the end. There's no way to prove this. No. Especially, like, there's no way, like, how she proved it with her best friend April. Like, that, she gave a lot of proof. Yeah. She had the whole handshake down. She told her why... Boys are cheats and liars. <laughs> that they're such a big disgrace. But like, how would you convince, like your your principal? <laughs> like, no. oh no, I was really in school. I was just the janitor. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Parents maybe, but like she like graduates. like the brother could tell because like it was very distinct characteristics, but like I No, lo- the school no. I also just separately love that the brother insisted on leaving to go find his missing sister in high heels. Oh, I that was that scene. That. Yeah. yeah, they're like rushing to go find the <laughs> oh, sister yeah, that's the, been missing for so long, and he's like, you gotta learn to walk in those if you want to wear them, buddy. And I'm just like... <laughs> they, Again, I know we mentioned this. But... <laughs> they didn't... They don't care. Accepting parents. Very accepting. Which is nice to see. No one bats a, Not even the sister. Like, she's supposed to be a bitch, but she's just like, are you wearing my lipstick? Yeah, she's mad that she's She's mad that, she, that he it. took it. Yeah. Not and that he's wearing lipstick. She's like, not like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, why are you taking he, my stuff? He gets... It looks like he's getting beat up at school or something, you know, mm. so... <laughs> Is Booger the most progressive character in this film? He really is. I want, like, a sequel on Booger's life. Yeah. I want to know, like, where Booger <laughs> is now. I want to know him in high school. So ridiculous. Oh, yeah, so the graduation is just, like, the, the gag with Ling Ling and her mom. Yeah. And that her dad. And the Jewish dad. <laughs> and Jewish, yeah. Yay, and then it kind very, of... Everyone's just very accepting at the end. Uh, and that's the moral of the story. I think that's what Roger Ebert is forgetting. <laughs> With his rude, the, the, the rude theme of fucking this film critique is acceptance. It is. It really is. It gets the point across very well. <laughs> like you, you could not be any clearer than that movie. It's just like, wow, I was a shitty person to these people. I should do better. Absolutely. Because just because I think they're weird doesn't mean that they're bad people. She thought like the the quote unquote nerds and losers of the high school were worth making fun of, and they're like, oh no, I actually they're actually like really great. And I'm actually friends with them. All's well that ends well. I wrote, oh, it, it, it ends with a simple plan song. I, wrote I do anything. Yes, yes. Back to the amazing soundtrack. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look up the soundtrack right it's now. It's really Let's good. See. They have uh, Take Tomorrow by uh, B- Butch Walker, I think it is. The Hot Chick soundtrack. They have the Authority song by Jimmy World. Oh. Which is excellent. Let's see. I'm going to read it AM to PM by Christina Milian, a fucking classic. <laughs> it came on in the movie and i purposely i know they make the movie louder but i made it louder myself <laughs> because i forgot how fun that song is same with no secrets that's what girls do that's what girls do no secrets is the first one listed here oh you mentioned a fact to me the other day while we were talking about doing oh this. yes that movie i think before the hot chick it was played in the end credits of the powerpuff girls movie and I guess they, they paid a little homage to it. Um, April's wearing a Powerpuff Girls t-shirt in the scene where the song plays. Awesome. Like, that's that's so funny. Like It's so random. Things. It's, like, very, like, you have to actually, like, be looking at her chest, I guess. I wonder, what, no, Which, and you mentioned that when I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, I see it's there. it now. <laughs> and it's such a fun song. <laughs> it really, and it stays in your head. It does. Forever. I'm going to play it on this episode. And it's going to get in your head, guys. Trust me. Uh, let's see what songs you mentioned. Yeah. Take Tomorrow, Butch Walker. Butch Walker. An excellent uh, song. Also, the song. a lot that people miss um, talking about throwbacks. Uh, <laughs> I forgot it was in it, too. Uh, Fever for the Flavor by Hot Action Cop. And it's a very underrated song. Mm. I gotta listen to all You gotta play songs. that. And tell me it doesn't also get stuck in your head. It's very catchy. Uh, let's see what else they have. A White Stripe song. Mm. You're pretty good looking. An excellent song. It also features Mysticals, Shake It Fast. 
It's an excellent track. I'm a big <laughs> mystical fan. Did you know Pharrell co-wrote that song? I actually didn't until I literally looked it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that either. Let's see what else they have. There is definitely one that's playing, um, I think, in the African tribal artifact store mm. that is not listed here. Oh, and I'm upset because I know if I see it, I would remember it, but it's not coming up. Michelle Branch, you N- get me. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, now this is going to upset me. But I was very, very excited to hear Authority Song by Jimmy World because I am a true emo fan. Yeah, that's that's like your wheelhouse. This, yes, this film I, had a I lot actually of saw Jimmy Eat World this past year. Wow, I didn't know. <laughs> In concert, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they, and they played that song, too. They never do. You should have been like, the hot chick. <laughs> I wish I would have known that ahead of time. I would have been, it would have been like double ecstasy seeing that live. I'm like, this is from the hot chick. I'm a huge fan of both of you. Again, films of this era, good soundtracks, and they play them loud. They're very like proud of their soundtracks. Oh, the song is called Addictive by Truth Hurts. Mm. You'll know it when you hear it. I feel like a lot of people have heard this song, and it might be from this movie. I think this is the first time I heard that song. Wow. It's very distinct sounding. It's so funny that you mentioned It's like very that. like exotic sounding. Because at the time, when I used to watch these movies, like they subconsciously put these songs in your head. I wouldn't remember that I heard it from the movie. Yeah. I'm like, this song's in my head. I'm pretty sure that's the first time I heard Take Tomorrow by Butch, by Butch Walker. It's it's crazy. It's like it's like a, it's like really obscure movies that like no one really talks about that like have really great soundtracks. <laughs> but again, nothing beats no secrets. No, that's that's like the theme of this. <laughs> like when you hear that song, you automatically think the hot chick. Not the Powerpuff Girls movie. I've never seen that, but I don't know if I've seen that. I don't remember. I might have. It wasn't memorable, I guess. No, clearly not. It's not as iconic as the hi- as the hot chick. Not as iconic as the hot chick. You're right. Any other scenes or uh, things from this film that we didn't mention? I'm trying to think. Um, no, there's just like really stupid one-liners that like you wouldn't think to quote a lot, but I do. <laughs> like what? Um, there's a scene where he first like discovers that he's a man, and he's like waking up and like. Like, Jessica's waking up in her room, but he's a dude, and it's something, for some reason, my sister and I quote to each other a lot. Like, whenever something's, like, really gross or disgusting, he just, like, looks at himself, pulls down his shirt, and just, like, goes, ugh, ugh, sick, sick! (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, like, that one line gets stuck in our head all the time, so anytime anything's gross, we just, I, I took a video of that scene yesterday, actually, and I sent it to her, and she was dying, because <laughs> that movie, it's so funny. Like, oh, we haven't seen this in like 20 years, but it's this dumb one line we quote all the time. I love that about movies. There's certain lines. From yeah. Like certain There's so many movies where it's like not like the main funny lines. It's like always one liners that you'll like watch a movie again and you'll be like, wait, that's actually really fucking funny. <laughs> and it'll stay in your head and you'll sometimes forget where it's from. For a moment, I forgot, like, where, oh, you can do it, is from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's Rob Schneider in something that's uh, not important. <laughs> one line, similarly, that, like, a high school friend of mine, who I was friends with, like, after high school, used to say a lot. Um, from this movie? Yeah, when we were in the bathroom, was, like, like going to the bathroom. Like, the guy, when he's teaching him how to pee, goes, if you shake it more than twice, you're playing with it. Oh, yeah, that's actually, like, a... 
It's like a quoted thing. I've heard that phrase more than once. <laughs> Weirdly enough. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's also a reference in a good Charlotte song. Really? If we're going to get emo again. The anthem, yes. That would, uh, that would be your podcast. It would be. I should. You should. I'm not tech savvy enough. I'm not tech savvy. I have a podcast. I have to learn certain things. I could talk about... I don't know how many people would like to listen to me talk about emo music. Emo, like revival, is so big right now. It's, how many emo nights are around in the city? Like, Can you believe I've never gotten to one? It's, it's ridiculous. It's a fucking crime. It's ridiculous. What? Like, nostalgia is huge. That's the reason I think podcasts are huge. And emo is such an interesting... Movement. I've been to emo spin night, though, in Soho. <laughs> and it was really fun. <laughs> there you go. I mean... No, it is actually really huge. I was supposed to go to um, a Taking Back Sunday concert on Monday. Oh. But it was sold out and like the tickets were on StubHub for like $250 wow. instantly. I was like, why are people doing this to me? And it's like, as everyone loves nostalgic emo music. I, I am happy for the musicians because if this was a different era, like not in such a nostalgic internet era, a lot of these bands would have just like faded away. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot where You'd say like, uh, like in a lot of mainstream artists, like you, you'd expect them to sell out in like two seconds. The tickets will go on sale for like five hundred bucks on StubHub in like, jeez, like three seconds. But like then there are some there you're just like, fuck, pe- like people like this band as much as I do. <laughs> That's why you guys should listen to High School Slumber Party because it's free. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this costs zero dollars. Were you into emo in high school or was that a? Yeah, no, like it's like these are. This is music I listened to in middle school and just never grew out of. Could someone call you an emo kid, or were you emo on the inside? Because there are a lot of people who were emo No, you on could probably inside. call me an emo kid. I didn't, like, look it. I didn't have, like, the, the fringe <laughs> and the black eyeliner, but I was... I had the sads. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I was emo, like, emotion-wise, <laughs> I guess. I was a sad child. <laughs> oh, I listened to sad music. I still do. You know of my you yeah. know of my playlist. Your famous playlist. What's yes. it called again? Drunken Alone. Drunken Alone playlist. Is it public? Yes. It's also collaborative. So, so other you, people have donated to it? By other people, you mean my best friend who also <laughs> listens to sad music? Yes. <laughs> so guys, if you're listening out there, how can people check out your and we'll get into plugs later and like how people can follow you if that's what you want. But right now since we're talking about it, how can people uh, find your Drunken Alone playlist? Oh, it has a trademark at the end of it. Drunken Alone trademark. Yes. How can people find it? Uh, the first song is Mr. Brightside, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> There's like. What is it on, though? Spotify. Spotify, okay. So what, I just search Drunken Alone and Spotify and it should come up? Yeah. Easy, guys. Contribute, <laughs> comment, let us know what Please, you think. Please, I'm always, that's like the <laughs> one question I ask everybody. I'm like, what is your favorite song to just like sing when you're trashed? That's and like, p- but like there's a difference. You sing songs when you're trashed, but like you sing songs when you're trashed and like sad. Songs <laughs> oh, to yeah. make you sadder. Arla, <laughs> so like, there's like a lot of Radiohead on this playlist. Our boss likes to sing Britney Spears Lucky When She's Drunk. That's on it. <laughs> and I was going to say, is that on your Drunken Alone playlist? Of course it is. Okay. I, I, I share that sentiment with her. We sing it together, actually. It defeats the purpose of Drunken Alone, but you, you like to be drunk and alone together. It makes it less That's, sad. Yeah, it's true. It's fair. It's definitely fair. <laughs> 
being alone together is like a thing. It's pr- pretty much what emo is all about. Yeah, it's a follow-up boy song. <laughs> Speaking of emos. <laughs> Fair. So, also Fair. on my playlist. <laughs> Let's tie up the hot chick. We have to rate this film. We rate it on a scale from one to five here. Yes. We pick an object in the film to rate it on. Yes. So what should we rate this film on? I have a feeling that the most obvious choice is Golden Earring. Yeah. Which is also a band. Golden Earring? Is yeah. it an emo band? No, it's like from the 80s. Oh. <laughs> they have like one song. Is that where we're going with? Mm, I'm trying to think what else that there is in the movie. <laughs> we could do Taquitos. Taquitos. Taquitos? They, they weren't actually in the movie, but... No, but they're referred to. Um, what else is in the movie? Right now, Taquitos the leader in the clubhouse, because I like to think of that. <laughs> I do love Taquitos. Let's, uh, just, let's go with Taquito. Let's go with Taquitos, okay. So out of five Taquitos, how many Taquitos are you giving this film? See, now I'm going to start nitpicking it all over again. My I, I critiquing this like Roger Ebert again? No, no, this is like, like to, how much you like it, enjoyability, oh. and stuff like that. And I would give it, I would give it four Taquitos. Four Taquitos, that's what like, I figured you'd say. In... In, uh, like, retrospect, like, looking back on other movies, like I've mentioned, things that I've watched after, like, what, 10 years? This came out in 2002. How many years ago was that? 16. 16 yes. years ago. That's I'm old. More, that's more than half my life. Um, that is a movie that actually holds up. I still laughed so hard when I watched it yesterday, so <laughs> it was amazing. I had the best time. So it's a very enjoyable film. As, like, dumb it as it is. Yeah. <laughs> I can admit it's a dumb movie. Of, of course, it's exactly. It's so exactly. painfully dumb because <laughs> it's Rob Schneider. Not just because it's Rob Schneider, but it's Rob Schneider. I'm going to give it three taquitos, and the reason is, like, similar to what you're saying. Does it hold up in a political sense? Well, now no. you're getting. Well, now you're getting nitpicky. Absolutely not. Well, no, politically, no. No, I'd give it like two. But I have to be honest with you; it exceeded my expectations. I figured I was going to give this a two. I thought yeah. this is definitely a two here. Um, Four, I'm being generous. I would say like three point five taquitos. It's it's. I think we can compromise on <laughs> half taquito eaten. Uh-huh, yeah. But it's like, I'd be honest with you, and maybe I'm a bad person for it. I watched this film and I laughed. Yeah. You know, I laughed at. I didn't laugh at all the things they wanted me to laugh, and some of the things I was like, oh, okay. But I've seen a lot of. Films. I do laugh at a lot of like dumb things though. So exactly, if you go in thinking this is just a dumb film, yeah, let me just have fun, then it's not so bad. And I, be- I truly believe that if it was made today, that it wouldn't have all these gags, and I don't think it's dependent. No, they can't get um, away with that. No, and I don't think it's dependent on and that. If they, and if they tried, they would get a lot of backlash. Well, I, there's no point where I'm laughing. They'd ha- get, like, one taquito. I'm maybe. not laughing, like, ha-ha gay. Yeah. You know, like, that's no, not why I'm laughing. that's the like, point. <laughs> that's the whole point. Like, everyone thinks, like, in terms of being, like, offended, and it's, like, it's not what we're laughing at. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not that's what we're not laughing like, at. It's, I'm laughing at how fucking stupid it is. They put that comedy in here. But a lot that's of the not movies the from that era oh, absolutely. is like that. That's not the comedy that stands the test of time. If you like dumb comedies, there are dumb comedic moments that don't have anything to do with homophobia or, or No, of sexism. course. There's plenty, plenty of comedy films that do, like you say, stand the test of time. There's like a genre, like a subgenre of comedy where it's like, I guess, slapstick, where it's yeah, like just so, so stupid that so it's dumb. supposed to be funny. <laughs> Like a lot of like Adam Sandler movies, it's supposed Absolutely. to be. It's like stupid, but it's supposed to be funny. This fits in. 
I think with the Adam Sandler like catalog. Yeah. Um, it's for certainly sure. uh, like up there in terms of it's the same genre. I don't yeah. know how to say it's the same genre, you know. I just it's stupid comedy. <laughs> stupid comedy. It's like so stupid that it's funny. And you know what? I have to say this. Stupid comedies are not a thing anymore. They no, really they don't really aren't. Comedies. Because they can't get away with it anymore. True, true. And you have to like have the, a, a the movies I feel like something. I guess like there might have been like a few that have tried to come out, but like they're not funny. Like all these like spoof movies that they tried to do after like Scary Movie, I think three okay, was, fair, the, last, fair, was fair. the last funny one. But there hasn't been a spoof it, movie. But they haven't really years. like tried that because they've been so terrible recently. And then they just stopped because it's not fucking funny anymore. Yeah. And because they can't do as much as they could with no. it. And there are good comedies these days. And I blame days. society. <laughs> Fair. There are good society comedies these days. Society has ruined everything. But they're all like smart comedies, which isn't bad. I love a smart comedy. Oh, yeah, of course. But the dumb comedy is dead. Because even if you look at when they try to make sequels to like Zoolander it's just and like Anchorman. A, it's supposed to be like stuff. a feel-good thing. Come on. It's, like, it's a, like you said with the music. It's nostalgic. Like growing up, all our comedy movies were like, or a majority of them, I feel like were really pretty stupid. Stupid, and they spoofed movies. Yeah. Like, that's all it was. There were no intelligent comedies, or not many. There no, were some, not many. There were some, but they were not popular, and they're like kind of popular now, and they weren't popular yeah. then. Just a sign of the times. Um, if this is the first time you're watching this film, I don't know how a first-time watcher is going to enjoy it. I really would way. love to know. <laughs> I would love to watch this movie for the first time now. Like, I'm kind of upset that I've seen it so many times, but there are movies I've seen, like, a hundred times, and then I watch it again. Like, Billy Madison is funny, but, like, I watched it recently. It's not that funny. Wow. I know. Controversial. I know. It's a very, it's, like, my most controversial opinion, other than that the Beatles aren't that great. Don't even talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> not, that, lo- not that we're, I like, big Beatles I love making people mad here, with that sentence. But, you know, that's... That's off topic. Anyway, I should have a podcast <laughs> Yes, your emo podcast, you can discuss why yes. why uh, Taking Back Sunday is better than the Beatles. <laughs> Actually, if that's what girls do is better than the entire discography of the Beatles. That's what girls do. Hot take. Debate me. Hot take. I'm not going to debate that Debate now, me. That's Just probably an easy give them debate. my Twitter handle. Like, debate <laughs> me. I'll be waiting. <laughs> oh, so I ask this question every week. This is your first time in the slumber party. Yes. What sleeping bag are you bringing to the slumber party? You can pick any sleeping bag you want. It doesn't have to be a sleeping bag that exists or one you own, but let's say you're... Like a pattern or like a TV It could be a pattern. Or it like, could be a TV show. Like a character. Character could have some kind of innovation. I definitely whatever. have had a, a sleeping bag before when I did like naps in kindergarten. <laughs> um, but not, now not if camera. I could have one, probably... Oh, sick. I gotta think. If I'm, I'm, like, trying to think of, like, today's mindset. Like, if I'm thinking, like, modern times, I would definitely do, like, a Moana sleeping bag. Because oh. <laughs> Moana fucking rules. Good movie. Of Moana or of, like, The Rock or something? <laughs> no, just, like, a kind of, like... All the characters. All the characters. Like, Fair. you got, like, the, the pig, whatever that pig's name was. You got Hey Hey the chicken. And The Rock's character. I forgot what his name was. <laughs> I forgot. I just love to see it as The Rock. It's a great movie, though. <laughs> Um, back in the day, probably would have been, well, you know, like, obviously today, if there was, like, a Taking Back Sunday sleeping bag, I would wear it, but. What would be the most emo sleeping bag? Now, would it be a band sleeping bag? Maybe, like, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like a Jack Skellington sleeping bag. sleeping bag. (laughs) Like, I could definitely see people having that now. Of course. Like, (laughs) unironically. (laughs) 
quick question. Now, I've been told this before, and you go to a lot of concerts and a lot of these emo concerts. Oh, yes. <laughs> is it true that the etiquette is to wear a band t-shirt, but not of the band you're seeing? No, that's not true. I, I was told that by some person. I'm like, that's silly. That's silly. That's silly. That's dumb. No. Because I... Like, oh, I like other bands in this genre. That's... No, that's... That's... <laughs> that's <laughs> That's actually the first time I've heard I've heard that. people tell that's, me that. No, and I'm like, that's, that's really dumb. That's really pretentious. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you're the expert. In the emo community. Yes, I am the emo expert here. <laughs> Very fair. Anytime you need an emo consultant, just call me. All right, Alexa, where can people follow you if you want people to follow you on social media? All I do is complain, but if for some reason you do feel like following that, also I yell at like random sports teams. Um, <laughs> and bands. You could see me yelling at Taking Back Sunday uh, about a day ago. Twitter handle Alexa Barks. Barks like a dog. Oh, we had a dog bark right when you said that. That's perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Sound bite. Yes, I did that on purpose. <laughs> so feel free to do that. All right, Alexa, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me for for the best movie ever. (laughs) I don't think I could have found any other guests to talk this much about the podcast. Probably not. Not not about this movie. If you do end up doing Not Another Teen Movie, please invite me for that as well. Because I love that movie. There's another one you suggested. uh, Never Been Kissed? Never Been Kissed? No, 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 but there was one. It was a VH1 film. Oh, totally awesome. Totally awesome. You have to (laughs) enter. It's in the same genre of Not Another Teen Movie, but it spoofs like 1980s films. Yeah. Instead of like 1990s films. That's in my wheelhouse. So it's, oh, it's excellent. Can't wait. Watch the trailer for it (laughs) when you go home today. I remember it like being on TV, but I. It's so fucking, it's so bad that it's funny. It's like exaggerated, stupid (laughs) funny. All right. The dogs are barking. The doorbell's ringing. Thanks so much, Alexa. Thank you. Big thanks for Alexa for coming on. I don't know how many other people could have talked about that film so passionately. We'll have her on again at some point. She did a great job. Oh, by the way, for those of you looking for even more Hot Chick, I found an alternate ending on YouTube while I was like cutting clips for editing. I mean, it was kind of stupid, honestly. They go bowling. But, fun fact... Rachel McAdams was originally supposed to be the you can do it for this film. Come on, Booger, you can do it! So if you happen to be a Hot Chick fan, which maybe you are by the end of this podcast, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, if you happen to be a Hot Chick fan, though, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'd love to hear what you think of these alternate endings, or even the episode itself. I'm always home, I'm always uncool, and I'm always ready to talk about interesting Rob Schneider movies, or any high school film, or any film for that matter. Drop me a line. Speaking of uncool, my other show that I host with foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried, P.S. I Love Hoffman, just dropped the first edition of our new our new rewatch, you know? It's called P.S. I Still Love Hoffman. And what it is is Kyle and I are doing commentary over Philip Seymour Hoffman films. And the films are selected by you, the Hoff fans out there. We just did Boogie Nights. It was awesome. Listen to PSI Love Hoffman and all the other great shows on cageclub.me or wherever you get your podcast. Remember, that's cageclub.me. Consider it one of your assignments. Your other assignments? Well, get John Cusack to unblock us on Twitter and watch next week's movie, McFarland, USA. Welcome to McFarland. This is a farming town. 
These kids working here are invisible. They come from the fields and they go back to the fields. Mr. White, if we're gonna reach him, now's the time. Have a good day. I'm Coach White, your new PE teacher. Diaz, Diaz, Diaz. Popular name where you guys come from? White, is that a popular name where you come from? <laughs> All right, run a lap, go. They're fast. Yeah. Cross country running. California is holding their first state championship this year. You do understand we don't have a cross-country team? Yep. You've coached cross-country before? No. You competed in high school, maybe? No. Well, you sound perfect. Anybody seen Danny? Danny Diaz? Hey, we needed seven. Yeah, seven runners, not six runners in. Danny Diaz. Hey, you're our anchor, Danny, and not because you're fat. And you are a little fat, okay? So we better lose some weight. Let's go. Just try and remember, lowest score wins. Play golf. We don't got a country club. We don't even got a game mark. Didn't know McFarland had a team. Fourth place, that's not too shabby. Fourth out of four, also known as last. Better luck next time, boys. <laughs> this is gonna come down to which runners can handle the pain. Let's hit it again. Mr. White, each hour that my boys train with you, they do not work with me. That's food off our table. No one stays in McFarland unless they have to. There ain't nothing American dream about this place. I'm guessing running's the best thing you've got. Me too. What's going on? Team fundraiser. My boys need new uniforms. You are a good man, and so I'm helping you. Okay, now go shower. Oof. I'll be honest with you. The odds are stacked against us. You guys are superhuman. There's nothing you can't do with that kind of strength, with that kind of heart. Let's go show them how it's done. Tell your father it was an honor to be invited into his home. Dad, he said it was an honor to be invited into your home. Tell him I say thanks. And for next week, I'm bringing back my old running buddy, Mike Rivera. He was on our Outsiders episode, and, you know, he was my old cross-country teammate in high school. It's a running movie. Should be fun. Also, don't forget to give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. The ratings are really important for the algorithm, I've been told. And, you know, I want to get this show... I want to get this show more popular. I want to be the popular kid in school. I want to be one of the hot chicks, I guess. A good way to do that, too, is to write us a review. But most importantly, tell your friends. Spread the word. Let's grow High School Slumber Party together. I was actually happy that this film, The Hot Chick, had a ton of slumber party scenes. You know, it it fit with the name. It fit with the theme. It's a silly movie. This is a silly show, I think. A show I take very seriously. And you should take your homework very, very seriously. But anyway, in honor of The Hot Chick... I leave you today with a song that maybe you're not too familiar with. The band is called No Secrets. The song is called That's What Girls Do. You seem to ask me why I got a lot of things. It's just a chick thing. You ought to let it go and try to understand. But you don't have 
just messing with you. I was going to play that song again. <laughs> Let's go out with another song off this great soundtrack. Simple Plans, I'd Do Anything. Later, dudes. Another day is going by I'm thinking about you all the time But you're out there and I'm here waiting And I wrote this letter in my head Cause so many things were left unsaid But now you're gone and I can't think straight It's over. Go home. Go.